0: Good day and welcome to another edition of the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. How is everybody on this glorious Tuesday as we prep the Brownies prep for the Cincinnati Bengals? Hope everybody is doing well and enjoying your second day of the new year 2024. We are part of Fans First Sports Network. We are the Fanatical Elves. And I'm your host, John Suchan, part of the Jenny Cleveland podcast here. So the Brownies play the Bengals Sunday. How are they going? What are they going to do? Like, are they going to go out there and play their starters? If you listen to some of the different players coming into uh, today, they interviewed everybody from the coach to Taki Taki to uh, Ford. Um, It sounds... You know from the players perspective and even the coaches like they they really want to still win this game they want to go out there and go 1 and 0 is that plausible is that what we need to do is that what the brownies should do they are coming off of a four game win streak they are 11 and 5 do you want to roll into the playoff with a win and all that momentum or does risking playing many of your starters like a Miles Garrett, like a Flacco. Um do does that bode well in the long run? We see other teams that have their players get injured and it can be catastrophic. Now with the Browns, you know, they've had so many injuries that it really is something that, you know, um they've been able to overcome it. They've been able to face adversity and plow through it. The playoffs are different. The playoffs are every snap, every series is monumental in the scope of the entire game. And so how important is it for the Browns to really prepare to try to win this game against the Bengals? I mean, it would give them 12 wins. And, you know, I was thinking about that earlier today. And I know, you know... Records and numbers don't always mean things, but I will say that, you know, if you go back and look historically once the season is over and we're talking 15, 20, 50 years from now, and we look back at seasons that the Browns have had, we will, if this Browns team could get the win in Cincinnati, that would be 12 wins and it would be something of note in the history books. Uh, the, this team has not had many, uh, multiple, uh, double digit win seasons. They've only reached the 12 win mark, I think. Uh going back a ways, it was back in the 80s when they did get that 12 win season, went 12 and 4. Um but most of the other seasons, you know, they won 10 games, or they might have won 11 games. Uh I think most of the time they just have won like 10 games and gotten in. So now this year they've won 11 and they won 11 back in 2020 with Kevin Stefanski. So to put a little mark on Kevin Stefanski's uh, you know, his, uh, successes and his, those things that are, that make him stand out a little bit more, uh, symbolic, you know, getting that 12th win in the regular season. And granted the season's an extra week long than it used to be. We play 17 games. We don't play just a 16 game schedule. Getting that 12th win is still pretty significant. And I think it would mean a lot to the players. It would mean a lot to the coaches um, and I think they're they're preparing to go out there and win this game. I mean, if I'm a coach, maybe you coach wherever whatever level you're at, and I'm not going out there to lose games. That's not the objective of going out and playing a sport and being a competitor. You want to go out there and you want to do your very best, and you want to win. You want to win. And uh, so we'll see how this all pans out. Maybe the Browns are prepared to play some of their starters early on, maybe that first quarter, maybe – Uh, As it seeps into the second quarter, you know, Joe Flacco has been splendid. He has been terrific and you don't want to ruin a good thing. (laughs) Knock on wood. Uh, His, his statistics are phenomenal in the playoffs. I was seeing some different, I've seen so many various comments on social media platforms just about how good Joe Flacco is in the playoffs. Uh, I did want to kind of step back and take a look back, though, at this Browns team uh, this season and all the goodness and all the good things that they have been doing. Uh, before we get to that, we're going to pause for a quick break here on the Johnny Cleveland podcast. Uh, again, we are part of Fans First Sports Network and the Fanatical Elves will be right back. Okay, we are back here on Fans First Sports Network, Fanatical L's Network, and my Johnny Cleveland Podcast. Welcome aboard. The Browns are prepping to play the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. Uh, The game time is 1 o'clock down there in Cincinnati. The weather sounds interesting this weekend. Sounds like it could be a mixed bag of things, especially along the East Coast. Sounds like we're going to get into some uh, more wintry weather here in the Buckeye State and other areas of the country over the next couple of weeks. So, if the Browns somehow and get into the playoffs, win that road game against either Jacksonville, Indianapolis, or Houston, there is still a way that this Browns team can get a home playoff game after that, depending on how the seeding pans out. And if the lower seeds at the six and seven level, and that could be any anybody from the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City—well, not Kansas City you now—any um, of these teams could upset. Uh, either this, the two or the three seed, then that lower seed actually gets to have to play the um, Baltimore Ratbirds. Then the Browns could still get that home game if they had got a chance to play either that six or seven seed. Um, we'll see. We'll see it anything's possible it's very interesting before i get i want to talk a little bit about the browns and the kind of the breakdown of how individuals have done this year in the browns uh on the browns team uh just listening this week and it's early in the week again but you know this glamorous chitter chat of the, the the ratbirds baltimore it's just gross right i mean we we loathe i mean it's called Ravens hate for a reason. What the elf was that Joel K does a great episode. Uh, he has a, uh, on his show. He talks about Ravens hate quite a bit. And there is a lot to be hate hateful on the, on that organization. I mean, they stole our team. They, the Browns were stolen from us by Baltimore, by art model to the city of Baltimore. Thus we hate Baltimore. There's just so much to hate about him. I mean, you see, you know, Odell Beckham jr. S- s- sitting out there, glant, uh, talking about how this Ratbirds team is the best team he's ever played for. That bull crap. Um, Just trying to get clicks. You know, the thing is that, you know, no the the national media today, everybody from Colin Coward to the ESPN folks are all talking about Baltimore. Who can beat Baltimore? Who can beat Baltimore, they ask. Who can beat Baltimore? And they all clamor up and they're like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who can beat Baltimore. Oh. Are these guys idiots? There's they, they, they're complete ignorant. They, they just ignore <laughs> what's right in front of them. Who's beating the San Francisco 49ers and who's beating the Baltimore Ravens this year? Oh, that's right. The Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns have won, have beaten both these teams. Yes, Baltimore beat the Browns back in week. What is it? Four. And it was a one of those moments where we thought Deshaun Watson was going to start. And then he all of a sudden decided not to start. And we threw Dorian Thompson Robinson to the Ratbirds and, and they, they, they beat us. But then the Browns went to Baltimore and needed to prove a point, And they did, they were down in that game, but they fought hard. Deshaun Watson had one of his best games of his season so far with the Browns. And they, they got the, they got the win 33, 31. It was a great moment. And it's something that should be um, talked about. No one in the national media wants to talk about that. So when they're all going, who's gonna beat Baltimore? Who's gonna beat Baltimore? I don't know. I don't know. That's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's just again the the purposefulness, the purposefulness of the national media to again sides side strike, side swipe, ignore the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns are on this wonderful ride with Joe Flacco. That's fine. We'll continue to ride with Joe. You know, you get all We get coverage for about five hours, six hours of like, Oh yeah, the Browns and Joe Flacco. But then two days later, the national media, they all change their, their tone. Then no one wants to talk about the Browns. They just ignore it. And they just want to continue to talk about the Ratbirds. Look, the Ratbirds are a good team. I'm not going to say they're not a good team. They're obviously 13 and three for a reason. But they've had so much damn luck this year. So much damn luck. They're always playing teams without their starting quarterback or something happens. Like, look what happened when they played the Browns. Dorian Thompson Robinson. They continue to have these things come up. And when they played the Dolphins, they were, the Dolphins were missing multiple key components of their offense. And Waddell and all these wide receivers that are out. So I don't give the Rappers much more credit than that. The Browns can go be, play in Baltimore and beat Baltimore again. And they will. Joe Flacco, the uh, former Baltimore Redbirds, what a storyline that would be. He go in, he goes in there to Baltimore with the Browns, and they beat the beat Baltimore. It will happen. So be prepared, Browns fans. All right, well, let's talk about the Browns and sort of look back right now where they are. Um, this season. You know, I was looking here, you know, Joe Flacco has played in what, five games now for the Browns. He currently has thrown for 1,600, over 1,600 yards. Before I get into all this, I do also want to pause and give um, uh, a, a moment to um, the passing, the, the death of Frank Ryan. Frank Ryan was the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns uh, during, from like, I think 19... 19- I want to say from 1962 to 68 he was the starting quarterback for the browns and he helped bring the browns a championship in 1964. he was also a mathematician a doctor uh was a professor professor over at case western uh i know uh, my cousins um they uh, up there in cleveland have some ties with frank ryan their father um were uh, they worked both at case western and so there there were some uh um Uh, background there so i never got to meet frank uh frank ryan but everybody has told me he was a wonderful guy and um he died uh, the last couple days he was 87 years old so we want to give a um you know give our respect to frank ryan who was really a um a great um cleveland brown of the past so um going back to talking about joe flacco he's thrown 1600 yards this season gone for 1300 um or 13 touchdowns so far. Uh, He's thrown eight interceptions. His percentage of completions is 60% right now. He's averaging 323 yards per game, which is really, really awesome. Um, He's been sacked eight times in that span. Now, you compare that to the other quarterbacks that have been in, uh, with the Browns this so far. Dorian Thompson-Robinson played in a few games. He, he threw for 440 yards, had four interceptions and just one touchdown. Um, he'd been sacked six times in just a br- his brief stint. P.J. Walker, he's thrown for 674 yards, one touchdown and five interceptions. He played in at least, what, three games. Um, he was sacked 11 times. And then you have Deshaun Watson, who, what, five games? The sixth game, he was kind of injured. They brought him in, if you remember, in Indianapolis. And then he went out at the end of the first quarter because he sucked. Um, he's thrown for 1,100 yards, uh, through seven touchdowns, four interceptions. He was sacked, though, 17 times. That's a lot. I know he's a running quarterback and all this stuff, but that's too much. That's too much, and that's a that's, that's an issue. Um, in the running game this year so far, Jerome Ford has rushed for 807 yards. So congratulations to Jerome Ford. I don't think he'll get to that two uh, that thousand yard mark um, come this Sunday, but you know he's done a respectable job—a four-yard average, uh, which isn't tremendous, but uh, considering he, he's come in for Nick Chubb, he's he's done a, a good job. He's had four touchdowns on the ground. Um, he's had five carries of 20-plus. Yards. He's had four carries of, of two carries of 40 plus yards. So, and he's had 33 carries of 10 yards or more. Um, Following up with him is Kareem Hunt, who again came in admirably after Nick Chubb uh, went down injured. uh, Was not on the team. He was signed by the team. He's rushed 135 times for 411 yards, only a three yard uh, carry average, but he scored nine touchdowns so good job to Kareem Hunt on, in that department and let's see what else uh Pierre Strong has 49 rushes this year for 226 yards not bad with a 4.6 yards a carry average one touchdown so congratulations to him that's great uh and still Nick Chubb is still listed as number 4 on our list he has he got 170 yards between those first two games and really the first game in a quarter uh, when he played Pittsburgh. So he was off to a great start. He had a six-yard uh, average. Um, and uh, Deshaun Watson, he has a few yards here. 26 carries, 142 yards. So you see the run run game's not bad. You know, um, receiving, obviously, probably most of you would guess. That's right, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper had 72 receptions this year for 1,250 yards, which are um, career highs uh, in the yards department. I uh, had 17.4 yards uh, a catch, averaged five touchdowns. So he had a long a couple of weeks ago, 75 yards. So good job to him. He's had 21 catches of 20 yards or more. That's really good, and eight catches for 40 yards or more, which is outstanding. Uh, David Najoku, the uh, tight end for the Brownies, is having a career year. Many of you already know this, but he's already caught the ball 81 times for. 882 yards. So there's an outside shot if they played him in Cincinnati and he got a couple gifts early on in that game, you know, he could maybe reach the thousand yard mark. I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't know if, if he'll even play, but his, uh, he's got six touchdowns in the, through the air uh, on catches. Um, he's had a long of 43 yards. He's had 30, uh, 12 catches of 20 yards or more and two catches of 40 yards or more. So that's great for him. Elijah Moore who I wasn't sure how he what he would do this year and thankfully he hopefully is on the road to recovery after a really bad a concussion last week which was really scary to watch if you saw it. He got hit uh went ground his helmet into the ground and it uh, was kind of worrisome there but he's got 59 receptions this year, 640 yards. Those are I believe career highs for him. Um it wasn't the thousand yard season that maybe some people were predicting, like he was going to be this all, you know, this guy that was going to just blow everybody out of the water. He's a good receiver, but he's not, um, he's not a top, you know, he's not a number one wide receiver. He's a two, maybe uh, generally a three, but you know, he could be a two on most teams. Uh, Jerome Ford's doing a nice job in the run department or in the receiving department as well. The running back, has 42 receptions this year for 293 yards. He's putting in numbers kind of like Cream Hunt used to back in the day. So good job for him. He's got five touchdowns too uh, that he's caught. So that's great. Following that, you got C- Cedric Tillman, who's got 18 receptions, which is more than I would have figured, but he's got 181 yards. So that's good. Uh, the tight end, Akins. And David Bell only has 10 receptions for 99 yards. His, his moment in the sun – uh, was catching that that pass. Um, was it against Jacksonville where he was wide open on the fourth down play? I like David Bell. I hope that the Browns continue to use him. They're going to have to probably with some of these other injuries to like Elijah Moore. So look for him to get some more touches as we get into the playoff. Um, let's look into the defense just real quickly before I let you all go this afternoon. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, you probably might figure this is – Well, Jeremiah owusu the linebacker for the Browns, the speedy linebacker, he's got 98 combined uh, tackles this year, 3.5 sacks, one forced fumble, two interceptions. Um, So some really good stuff there from from JOK. Grant Delpit uh, followed up with 77 receptions, um, a a sack and a half. taki has got in there. He's got 64 tackles, two sacks, one interception, Force fumbles this year, Miles Garrett. Maybe you might have thought this. Uh, he's got four of them. He leads the team with four force fumbles uh, in the interception department. Uh, Martin Emerson again having a really good, solid second season with the Brownies uh, has four of those. Um, and let's not, you know, Ronnie Hickman. Uh, you know, we don't talk a lot about him, but I'm glad what he did last week for the uh, coming out of Ohio State. Twenty-two carry or tackles on the year but he's got the one interception for a run back which is for a touchdown which is fantastic. So good job to him uh in the sack department. You probably guessed it Miles Garrett leads the team with 14 this year. Right now Zadarius Smith has 5.5. I just think Zadarius Smith is just a better player overall than uh Javion on clown who we gave up on I know he plays for Baltimore now so we're all going to hear about how great Javion on clown he is and what a breakout year he had with Baltimore he gave up on the Cleveland Browns you and I both know that so um he's 5.5 uh sacks Obi-Wan Kenobi uh Okurug- Ogobo um he's got four and a half Uh, Alex Wright has come on since Obi-Wan went out with the injury. He now has four sacks in the season, so congratulations to him. The kid out of UAB is really coming on strong, and I like to think that he's got a bright future as a Cleveland Brown. Um, Yeah, so there you go. we got a bunch of other people with singular uh, sacks. A lot of good things in that defense. Um, Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. We'll have a lot more to talk about as this – um, week goes on. I know we got the, what the elf, uh, show with Joel coming on here in just a few minutes. So tune into that as well. Plus the Brownie acts and we got the Oracle speaks show and we just had dog pound South with Steve. We got the uh, Brown's breakdowns with Sam coming up this week. We got the Browns blitz with rod coming up later this week. So please tune into all of our shows here on the fanatical L's network. And I hope you all have a very good blessed rest of your January 2nd, the second day of 2024. I got to go run the ball practice. I help coach, you know, basketball. So I got to go run and do that this afternoon. Everybody take care. Have a very good rest of your day. Go Browns. And remember here on the Johnny Cleveland podcast too. You got it. Keep. Smiling. Go Browns. Now I just got to find my music. All right, folks. See ya.